Hello, everyone. Good morning. It's nice to have you here. If it's your first time, welcome to Every Nation Canberra. My name is Joe. I'm one of your pastors here. And why don't you just, you know, give a big high five to the person beside you and welcome our new friends who came in for the first time. Thank you for coming over. We are Every Nation Canberra. We exist to honor God and make disciples. We are continuing our series called Beyond Happy, Discovering Joy in Unexpected Places. And last week, we talked about discovering joy in our identity. And we read a verse from Psalm chapter 16. One of the verses there says, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. The secret of joy is not in the things that we can achieve, the things that we can do. The secret of joy is having Jesus in our lives. The secret of joy is Christ in us and not us in our circumstances. We are continuing our series with part two, which is finding joy in our purpose. And I'd like to ask everyone here, who among you had a hard time waking up this morning? Mornings like this, you just want to be in bed, right? I understand it's been a long week. You've been tired the whole week, and Saturday is just a day where you can just sleep in and enjoy the rest of the morning waking up late. But then again, oh, I remember there's church today, right? And we will continue our series with finding joy in our purpose. There are times when you wake up in the morning when you're just not excited about what's going on, and not excited about what's happening in your life, right? It's easy to get discouraged, you know, when you wake up in the morning not really knowing your purpose and getting into the same routine every day, desperately wanting, looking forward to the weekend. And then when weekend comes, it just slips away so fast. And then you have to start Monday again, right? Life moves so very quickly these days, and a lot of us fail to slow down and ask ourselves, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? What do I really want in life? And what is the purpose of me waking up every morning and doing what I'm doing? Waking up without a purpose can be incredibly frustrating, I tell you. You look around, you see your friends, they seem to be like having the best times of their lives. They're passionate, they're engaged, they're, they're uh, so engrossed with the things that are happening in work, in their life. Your friends in Facebook seem to have everything going for themselves, right? They have a rewarding job. They seem to have this enthusiasm to wake up and jump out of bed every morning. Their lives seemingly filled with a lot of excitement. You know, some days we, we wake up driven, right? Excited to face whatever challenges there is. But there are days when we feel completely the opposite, right? You know, I remember I used to manage three radio stations a long time ago, and there are literally days when I feel like the best thing about my work is just I have a very nice, comfortable chair that spins, right? And, you know, sometimes I would go to the office in the morning and I would just sit there and just play with my chair. There are simply days where we wouldn't seem to find the excitement, the zest in our life. Purpose, that is the word. You know, there are days when we just exist, 
not to exist to live and not to have a life. Purpose is defined as the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And did you know there was a study conducted saying that people who have a higher sense of purpose in life tend to live longer. They have lesser risk of cardiovascular disease and they have lower risk of death. This was a study conducted with 136,000 participants, Americans and Japanese. The U.S. studies evaluated a sense of usefulness to others, but the Japanese study assessed the concept of ikigai. What is ikigai? Ikigai is basically uh, the concept of purpose, a Japanese concept of purpose, literally translated as a life worth living. You know, such a different approach. The Americans would approach it in this way. How useful is my life? But the Japanese would look at differently. They would say, is your life really worth living? Now, the concept of purpose, the ikigai concept of purpose, is best described in a diagram like this. You see, our purpose is the intersection of the things that we love to do, the things that we are good at doing, the things that we can do that we can be paid for, and the things that the world needs or others need from us. Our purpose is the intersection of these different things. The things that you love to do and the things that you're good at, that is your passion. And what you are passionate about, whatever it is, gardening, painting, whatever you're passionate about, that is not your sole purpose in life, all right? The things that you are good at and the things that you can be paid for, that is your profession, your work, your job. And your job is not your sole purpose in life. And what you can be paid for, what the world needs or what other needs, that is your vocation. And your vocation, whether you're a teacher, you're a health worker, your vocation is not necessarily your entire, uh, I lost my track there. Your vocation is not your entire purpose in life. Thank you, Mark. Now, what the world needs and what you love, that's your mission. And your mission is not your sole purpose in life. A real purpose lies between the things that we love to do, the things we're good at doing, the things that we are being paid to do, and the things that others expect us to do. Our purpose, in short, is finding its meaning not in what we can do, but why we do it and who we do it for. Last week, we learned that our identity is who we are in Christ, and no one can take that away. We can lose our jobs, you can lose your, your family, you can lose a lot of things in your life, but you can never lose your identity in Christ. But our purpose is what God has called us to do. Now, here's a question. Did you ever realize that from the day you were born up to this very day, you have been consistently waking up to every single day that God has appointed to your life. If you're about 40 years old, you would have done that 15,000 times. You have, 
you have woken up 15,000 15, times in your life. When you open your eyes today, I want to ask you, did you ever ask God why? Did you ever ask God and wonder why you're still alive today? Not a lot of us ask that question. Or did you just bounce out of bed and, you know, just face just another day? How do you look at your life? Apart from being successful, having a nice job, probably getting some money in the bank, enjoying a nice retirement, driving a nice car, earning more than what you need, what other reason can you think or do you think would justify your existence in life? Because a lot of people that I know only live for those things. They justify their existence because I need to work, I need to make money, I need to find a good family, I need to marry a beautiful woman or a good-looking guy, I need to raise children, I need to enjoy life when I grow old. That is their sole purpose in life. And it is sad that a lot of people die without really even knowing the reason why they were born. The greatest tragedy in life is not death. The greatest tragedy in life is living a life without purpose. If you are alive and breathing today, which I guess you are all are, there is a purpose for your life. See, you were not born in this life by chance. You are not an accident. Your parents may have not planned you, but God did. He wanted you alive and created you for a purpose. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, God said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. And the psalmist acknowledged this by saying, Lord, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Jesus said, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, a big amen to Dondi, who lost all of it by the grace of God. You know, when I read this, I googled, is there any person who has ever succeeded in counting a person's hair. And you know what? No one. No one did. No one has ever attempted to actually count a person's hair because it's impossible. They say by the time you finish, they only do a section. They can only count a section and multiply it by the area of your head and give you an approximate number of your hair, but not the exact number of your hair. Because by the time you finish it, if ever you finish it with your, your sanity still intact, some of your hair have been lost already and new hair have grown. There is no way you can know the exact number of your hair. But God knows exactly how much hair Dondi, Amas Dondi has. Maybe a few, right? And God knows how much hair we have. That is how much God intimately knows each and every one of us. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows every single detail of your life. 
and nothing happens without His knowledge. Whatever your circumstances, whatever your, your uh, season in life is, remember that your life is a gift from God. It is a gift from a God who purposely intended you to be here. Have you ever asked, what is my purpose in life? Why are you doing what you're doing? What is the reason that drives you to jump out of bed every morning? You are not alone. And a lot of people feel discouraged when they, seem, when they ask about themselves and ask, what is my purpose in life? They get discouraged because they think that they don't really have a purpose in life. But that's not true. Whoever you are, whatever your vocation is, whatever your past is, wherever you are right now, whatever your talents, your physical abilities or disabilities are, you have a purpose. The Bible says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. God has prepared for us in advance something to do, which means God has a purpose for our existence. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own, what? Purpose and grace. The problem is that we spend most of our life defining our purpose. We spend most of our life living for the things that we believe will make us happy. Focusing on yourself will never reveal your purpose. In Proverbs 19.21, we read, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You can desire anything that you want. You can plan all you want. You know, plan for your future. I'm not saying it's bad, but you can do all of that. But in the end, it will always be God's will and purpose for your life that will prevail. All right? And every plan should begin and end with God in mind. When you're planning to buy a house or a new car, getting married or finding a job or looking for a new place to stay. This is how we should do it. Lord, I commit this desire and my plan to you. This is what I want, but I want to hear you. Is this what you really want for me? Lord, this is my plan. I present it to you. Not my will, but your will be done. That is how we should live our lives. We are created to know God. You were, you were made by God and for God, and until you understand that, your life will never make sense. A lot of people are trying to find meaning in life by anchoring it on their achievements, the number of diplomas that they earn, or the amount of money that they have in the bank, the position in the company they're working for. I'm not saying that's bad, but the thing is, if we find, if we try to find our meaning, our purpose in the things that we can achieve or the things that we can do, then life will never make sense because we were made by God and we were made for God. The Bible says, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I 
created for what? For my glory, whom I formed and made. Our purpose in life is simple. Our purpose in life is to glorify God in whatever we do, in everything that we say, whatever we think of, the way we live our lives should be a reflection of God's glory and power and grace and forgiveness and mercy and love in our lives. Our purpose for our existence is to glorify God and that promise comes with an eternity that we will be spent with Him. The chief aim of man is to glorify God and to enjoy His presence forever and ever and ever. The Bible says, whatever you do, do it for God's glory. Our purpose in life is to praise and worship God. In Psalms 86, it says, I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. Our purpose in life is to grow in character. Many of us are concerned with our reputation. But God is not concerned with your, with your reputation. He's more concerned with your character. Your character preaches louder than your words. And that's so true. I love this Bible verse about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, and 23. Our aim, our purpose is to grow in character. And that is to grow in love, to grow in joy, in peace, in kindness, in patience, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. That is our purpose in life. Our purpose in life is to declare Jesus, to tell others about Jesus. In Psalm 96, it says, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Your life is a message to others. Now, how does your life reflect Jesus? Look at your life. How does my life reflect Jesus to others? Do they see Jesus in my life or do they just see me and my glory in everything that I do? Our purpose in life is to serve others. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. The Bible says we are all part of one body and we all have different functions. It doesn't matter if you're just a follicle inside the nostril, you still have a function. You don't have to be a heart or the eye or the ear. You don't have to play a big role. Whatever role God has given you, that role has a purpose to edify, to glorify, for the body to grow in character and in love for Jesus. We were created with talents so that we can use them to serve and bless others. Your purpose in life is to develop and use those gifts. You know, God wants you not just to endure your life. God wants you to live your life. It's not about God taking away all our problems in life and having a trouble-free marriage or a trouble-free job. It's about finding meaning, purpose, and joy. When you are living your life for God's purpose, it doesn't mean that every day would be like a circus in a parade. See, 
What it does mean is that regardless of your circumstance, regardless of what's happening in your life, there is a sense of gladness, of joy that permeates, something that you cannot explain. Even if everything around you is in chaos, you have this certain peace that allows you to smile and take your stride with hope, with patience, with compassion, with love. That is the joy that comes from knowing your purpose in God. And I want you to remember this. God has a purpose for you. Even before any man had an opinion on who you are and who you are supposed to be. Your life is not defined by the failure of others to see how worthy you are. Because in the eyes of God, you are worthy. And that is what matters. I'd like to end this by sharing with you a story. The journey of a man who used to work as a laborer for a construction company in 1994. Read closely the name on that ID card. Emmanuel Pacquiao. He was probably earning less than $10 a day. Can you imagine that? That's half an hour of work for most of us, right? Now he's a boxing champion, the second highest paid entertainer in the world. He's also a senator, he's also a businessman. But what makes his rags to riches story encouraging is not his current worth of about 190 million US dollars. No, it's not. What makes this man, the life of this man encouraging is the fact that he has found his purpose. Listen, he has, he has found his purpose not in who he has become. He has found in pur his purpose in what God has called him to be. Manny Pacquiao found his purpose when he became a follower of Jesus. You know, he said, I changed when I heard the voice of God. I want to let the people know that there is a God who can raise someone from nothing into something. And that's me. I came from nothing into something and I owe everything to God. He gave me this blessing. It's all credit to the Lord. See? Manny Pacquiao found his joy in his purpose. He boldly shares his faith to millions of people around the world. He found joy in glorifying God. All glory and honor belongs to God in world TV. In the pinnacle of his career, he never takes the glory for himself gives it all to God. Manny Pacquiao found joy in worship. He found his purpose in worshiping God. Manny Pacquiao found his joy in growing his character. He said, there is more joy spending a few minutes with Jesus than spending a whole day 
with the world. Manny Pacquiao found his joy in declaring Jesus. He found joy in declaring to the entire world that Jesus is Lord. Manny Pacquiao found his joy in serving others. He found his purpose in serving his countrymen and generously sharing his blessing to his countrymen. Manny Pacquiao remained unchanged by his fame, by his fortune, but his life was transformed when he gave and surrendered himself to Jesus. This man has found joy in his purpose, and the blessing will come generations and generations after him. His entire family is Christian now. I just want to encourage you. There is joy in your identity, and your identity is not in who you can become and who you are. Your identity is you in Christ and Christ in you. There is joy in our purpose, and our purpose is what God has called us to do. Our purpose is not to be where He is. Our purpose is not in being able to achieve or acquire. It's not on who we, can, who we can become. I don't know the challenges you're facing right now. I don't know the seasons that you're in. All I know is that there is a purpose for God allowing everything that's happening to your life right now. There is a purpose. Whether you earn $25 an hour or $2,500 a day, whether you're at the prime of your health, or you're dealing with severe issues with your health. Whether your relationship brings you joy or, joy or pain, whether you work lots of hours or you don't have work at all, it doesn't really matter. Your existence has a purpose, and that is to glorify God in whatever situation whatever circumstance you're in. And where God is glorified, there you will find true satisfaction. That is when real joy will prevail in your life. The purpose of your life is not found in what you do, but in why you do what you do. The life you live now is a testimony. Remember that. The challenge for all of us today is this. Are you living your life for your own purpose? Are you living your life for God's? And I just want you, as we sing this song as a church family, I just want you to reflect on this question. How does your life reflect Jesus to the people around you? Let's continue to worship God. Let's all stand up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy is new every day. Lord, we give to you all our worries, all our aches, all the things that bother us.
thank you that because of you, we have a reason to live. We have a purpose. That we will find joy in our identity. Not in who we are, not in our jobs, not in our relationships, but Christ in us. And not only that, but we will find our joy in our purpose. And our purpose is not self-serving because our purpose is to glorify you in everything that we say, we do, or we think. Lord, we want to thank you for giving us this opportunity to worship you this morning. That you've given us a reason to wake up and jump out of bed. Even if we're struggling, we are here. And we thank you, Lord, because you have opened our eyes to the truth of your word. That there can never be any joy that will last apart from the joy that we can only find in you. And Lord, we commit to you all our plans. We commit to you everything that we're trying to fix in our lives on our own. Lord, we commit to you the people who have hurt us, the people we have hurt. We commit to you every infirmity in our body. We commit to you the safety of the people we love, our children, the future of the little kids, the little children that you have entrusted to us. Lord, we commit to you our life. Thank you that we do not have to look any further to find a reason to wake up every morning. Jesus, you are enough. You are our joy and you are our purpose. Lord, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise as we walk out of this room. May our lives reflect who you are and what you've done. That we grow in character, in love. That there will be joy in our hearts. That we walk in peace. That we will be patient with the people around us. We will be kind. We will be faithful. We will exercise self-control. And we will be gentle. Thank you that apart from you, Jesus, we are nothing. And we celebrate that today. We celebrate our joy in you and our joy in the purpose that you have given us and what you have called us to do. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory in your mighty name. And that everyone says amen and amen. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the great weekend, the long weekend. Enjoy your time with your family. See you next week. Our topic would be joy in obedience. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. God bless you all.